Welcome to Beyond All Measure podcast, a podcast designed around leadership development for you as a leader and how you can better develop your team. Beyond All Measure also touches on motivational and inspirational topics for your day-to-day and discusses the unique questions most sought for through work, family, and life. Come and embrace the impossible with possibilities. And now, here is the host of Beyond All Measure, Mark Ward. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of Casualties of Toxic Leadership. I am your host, Mark Ward, and I am still here welcoming back Amanda Sons. Amanda, welcome back. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. So where we left off last week was talking about, you know, the toxicity of what it looks like as a toxic leader um, and really into the effects of toxic leadership from a peer standpoint of of peers of leaders um, into those you lead and those you guide, right? So... I really feel like we need to keep just touching base on that just for a moment. Um, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that may not even be leaders, but have those that are under the, that are thinking, how do we get to a place to where we are able to recognize that toxicity and be able to call it out to a leader? You know, so that's something we're going to hit on too because there needs to be a, a point. And if you're not able to do that where you're at, you will never truly be happy. And Agreed. at that point, you either do it or find something else. Um, as far as you know, another career, uh, another leader, another department, whatever it needs to be, but do not let that rub off on you. But let's talk a minute about uh, going back to the, the toxicity of leaders and their, and their teams. So earlier we talked about we were in bad places, whether it's personal life, business life. And of course, even though we try to check ourselves at the door, your team is your second family. They're going to be able to see things sometimes. So when that happens, what do you do? I think it's a balance. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all full transparency. That's something I've struggled with is how do you keep the balance of your personal life and your work life separate, but share and be open enough so that your team understands what's going on. Um, And I I think it's all about transparency with boundaries, of course. So, you know, setting those boundaries of what should be talked about, what should be shared. But in all reality, you nailed it. This is your second family. Mm-hmm. And do you need to share all of the details with them? No. But you know, I went through some really rough personal stuff last year. Mm-hmm. And medically, it was tough. And it's not a place that I normally share, but had to be transparent of, hey, I've got some pretty serious stuff going on. I need your guys' support. Um, so I think it's part of being okay with asking for help. Uh, again, an opportunity for myself, but being okay asking for help and just mm-hmm. letting your team know, this is where I need y'all to step up. This yeah. is where I need y'all to take care of business so that I can take care of me and come back. Um, so I, I really think it's the transparency piece, again, with boundaries, mm-hmm. um, but just being open and honest and being vulnerable with the people that you spend every single day with. Yeah, agreed. I think the biggest part that comes to my mind when you think of great leadership is basically you you would never ask or do anything you yourself have not done or are not willing to do 
And I think that's the biggest piece of it is that, hey, if you're wanting respect, are you giving respect? If you're wanting an open dialogue, are you giving that open dialogue? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're wanting transparency, are you yourself being transparent? So, yeah, there is a give and take of how much you're going to give. um, But at the same time, are we asking them to give more than us? And I think that sometimes is, hey, I need you to, to tell me and be open and be honest. But a lot of times they don't because they're worried about the, the backlash. Yeah. Or they're, they're saying, well, you're asking me, but whenever I try to ask you questions, I'm not allowed to. Right. I'm not allowed to go into those situations. So it's really, I think that's a balance, too, for every leader is that we have to figure out, like you said, the balance. Where's that balance of being able to give too much information versus not enough? And then are we expecting them to give more than than we are giving? And I I think it's also important, yes, we are in a workplace. Mm -hmm. And again, we obviously have to have boundaries in a workplace. But are we still treating our teams, our peers, our people like people? Yeah. Are we still allowing for human Reactions? Are we still allowing for human situations and not just treating it like a, a very black and white um, workplace? Yeah. No, no matter what you're in, I, I think that that's really important. And sometimes that's hard to do when you bring in policies and procedures and expectations and, you know, what we're looking for in a role and, and thinking of all the black and white, sometimes it's hard for people to live in that gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a leader, you have to be able to live in that gray for not just yourself and allow that for yourself. It goes back to perfection that we talked about in last episode. Yeah. But allow that grace and that gray area for your teams too. We're all people. At the end of the day, we are just people. That's it. I, I There's no better way to put that. I agree 100%. I mean, there's... There's got to be a place to where there is that balance for us. Mm-hmm. There has to be a give and take relationship in everything we do as leadership. And, I, you know, a lot of people think, whether it's in their personal life, their their business, everyone's aiming, I think, even if it's not for a different position, for more. They want more money. They want to raise. They're not going to yeah. say, no, don't give me a raise. I'm comfortable just making the amount I am. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> but only a short few are really called to be a leader, not a manager, but a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think that the toxic part is the authoritative piece too. So um, I'm not getting the respect I deserve. I'm, I'm not getting the results and I'm taking it personal. It's the personal part of it too. I I also want to throw, um, this might be slightly unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. There's the flip side of that too. Mm -hmm. The people that are pouring so much into their teams. And we have two or three peers (laughs) that are like this, that they pour so much of themselves into their teams, it becomes a detriment to them. Mm -hmm. And that can also start to create issues that can also start to bleed in a, in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And People can take advantage of that. So I think that's where the boundaries come into place that um, I don't remember who shared this with me, but several years ago, someone had mentioned, hey, leadership is a lonely place. And I 100% feel that, that you have to set that, those expectations, but you have to set the boundaries for yourself um, and it can make it for a lonely place. So Mm -hmm. don't go too far one way or another but stay in that middle area um or it causes a lot of problems i'm glad you brought that up because if you think about 
and I call it positive toxicity. Yeah, that's a beautiful term for that. You know what I mean? Because if, for example, tuna fish is healthy for you, mm-hmm. but if that's all you eat, you're going to end up with mercury poisoning. Possibly. Right. It's too much of a good thing can't hurt you. Yeah. So um, I knew someone who um, was worked under me, and and I noticed that there was a lot of positive, but there was no corrective with it. It was just yeah. It was. When there was meetings, it was the the cheerleader. Hey, good job at doing nothing right. Right. <laughs> no <laughs> accountability what I mean? is what I hear. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. But um, oh, you greeted that person, so good job at not pointing out where the opportunity lied. Yeah. And I just was like, what are you doing? Like you are, you are killing your leadership here. You're killing your voice. No one's going to respect that because it's a facade. Mm-hmm. It truly is a facade. So. Uh, another point to that too is that when you think of results, um, your department's doing well, you're gaining so many results, and then someone asks you about those results, and either you don't want to share because you're not wanting someone to, to be successful, or the success had nothing to do with you. You don't have an answer for it. Yep. You really don't. I've seen it happen time and time again. There was a time I was in. Uh, probably a couple hours away from here, mm-hmm. um, helping a leader out that uh, just came from a to the corporate side, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there was a, some good results coming in that day. I'm mean, phenomenal. Well, the leader calls me and he's like, "Man," and, and he's he was our leader's leader, and he's like, "Man, what is going? What are you doing differently over there for them that they haven't seen results like this in forever?" And I thought about it, and I came very close to being unethical and lying. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm just here making sure if they need to help overcome objections or if they have question system, I'm just helping. And when I got off the phone, I almost beat myself up over him. Like, man, like you just moved into this location. Yep. This could have looked really good on you. But then I was like, you know what? I think at the end of the day, he's going to respect me more because I didn't try to make it about me. And something I did when it's not true, because what happens if you would have put me somewhere else? Yeah. And those results weren't happening anywhere else. Yep. That would have been really bad. I, I love that you called that out because I've seen this many times that you want to talk about results based or things that are changing. Mm-hmm. Are they positive? Sure. Do we want to continue replicating that? Sure. But there are absolutely times that you can't take credit for something you didn't do. Right. If it fell into your lap, say it fell into your lap. If you just randomly get a package at your house with your name on it, you don't know where it came from, but it's really awesome. Like, just say, hey, this is really cool, but I don't know where this came from. Right. And then figure out how to replicate it from there, right? But I, I think what you called out goes back to that transparency and that vulnerability and leadership that sometimes things happen and we haven't quite figured out why yet because mm-hmm. we're people, we're human. So being open and honest of, hey, we really haven't changed much, but we're taking in what we can versus, oh, yeah, I did this. Yeah. Don't, don't take credit for what you didn't do, I think is what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's a facade of success. Mm-hmm. It pretty much is. It's just it fell in there. It fell into your lap. Um don't own it because really, in a way, what happens if that your leader or boss, whatever you want to call them, comes into your location and ask? 
Yeah. What happens when they come in and say, hey, your leader told me that they did X, Y, and Z for you. Guess what? You just destroyed them as a person. All your confidence or their confidence they had in you is gone. Yeah, because you lied. Yeah. Because you lied. The other side of that is you called it out. If they pick you up and move you somewhere else, but you didn't do anything, you're immediately setting yourself up for failure. You're setting your next team up for failure. Mm -hmm. You're setting your leaders up for failure. Everybody around you, when you're creating something that didn't actually, you didn't actually impact, you're setting everybody up for failure. It's okay to accept like, hey, this happened, but I didn't truly have an impact on that. It's not okay to just pretend that you did it and keep rolling with it. So we've, we've covered perfection, we've covered failure and learning through it, we've covered ego um, and the facade of success. Um, something I kind of, we hit on a little bit, but I backed off of was the pouring in or the pouring out for someone else, but not allowing others to pour in. And yes. I think that's a big thing and it, it, it does kind of like coincide with ego, but I think it's, it's so dangerous, like not only to yourself for your own personal growth, but those who are trying to build their leadership and how it can even make them question their own leadership if they're not a strong leader. Yeah. So you're looking at someone who you run projects with, they won't return calls, they won't uh, get engaged with you through those things. They won't support you, but they're always wanting the support back and rah, rah, re, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, I, I think it's a dangerous place. And I think that's one of the main things we're dealing with is those two things is the, the, the egotistical look at me, look at me, um, and not being a, you know, willing to be poured into. I, um, I love that you just brought that back because this is going to sound very egotistical of me, so let's just go there. But <laughs> as a leader, I pride myself on being open to feedback. And mm -hmm. something that I share with my teams, with new people coming in, with my peers, is I genuinely want the feedback. If I'm asking you for it, I'm not asking as a place filler. I'm asking because I want it. And some of the best development I've ever gotten was people that I was leading and them telling me, hey, you need to do this differently. Mm -hmm. This did not go over well. Or this was completely unclear. I have no clue what you're talking about. But they were open and honest with me. And I had a peer and a conversation with my leader mm -hmm. because of this peer that I had shared feedback with. We were working together on a situation. And they made me question everything that I had done in that situation. They made me question as a whole, like, how did I get so far off base from what you thought we were talking about to the feedback that you shared with my leader. Yeah. And I think the, the piece that was frustrating for me, <clears throat> this person was not open to feedback mm -hmm. and was not open to giving me the feedback, but went straight to my leader, even though we had just had a conversation that same day. So I, I bring this up because I caught myself in a place of my leaders giving me feedback. I want it. I want the development. I want to grow. And I immediately threw up a wall of, nope, you're wrong. Pop the brakes. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. What are you talking about? So I, I felt myself having to pause and pull back mm -hmm. and look at what can I do differently. And again, 
I had to truly dig into the situation and ask a ton of questions that were there one or two things that I should have done differently? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Have I learned how to communicate with that specific person differently? Absolutely. But it also put a bad taste in my mouth of this person is not open to feedback. This person is not open to working together and partnering together. And that has made it hard for a working relationship, um, 100%. So I, I think that there's two sides of it, yeah. right? Obviously, we have to be open, mm -hmm. but look at the impact on your peer team. If you're not open to feedback, if you're not open to growing and developing, you're alienating yourself from mm -hmm. a team of really awesome people. And you're removing those really cool things that you could bring to the team because they're, they're strengths, and obviously, but you're removing yourself from the ability to share those and be a credible source. Yeah, I think, I don't think I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there are times where we want to almost beat someone in the head, you know, and be like, yeah. what are you thinking right now? Like, are you serious? You could actually gain from this. And, and I think people have to realize that when it comes to feedback, I really think that their view, a lot of people's view of feedback means that we are looking at it as factual. So what I mean by that is that if, for one, you and I are nobody on this earth will always agree on every single thing. Agree. We're just not going to. It's not yeah. going to happen. We're going to do things differently. It's We're different. But there's nothing wrong with feedback to either ponder for, to ponder to and say, could this be better? Are they correct? Or to say, that may work for them, but I just don't understand how it worked for me. But to be closed off, and there's people who put a smile, oh, thank you for your feedback. No, you're not. You, you shut your mind to everything mm -hmm. immediately when they started speaking because either A, of who they are, or B, you cannot be poured into. Right. If you don't have the title, then you're not entitled to listen. Yep. You know what I mean? So um, I think that people have to realize, leaders, you have to realize that feedback is exactly that. It is not law. It is not written in stone. It's it, opinion. It's just an opinion of, hey, maybe this could work for you. And the person giving that feedback, for one, they're courageous enough to do it, first off. Yes. And be vulnerable. And two, obviously they care or they wouldn't even speak up. So I think that people look at this as, oh, they're trying to crucify me. No, get your ego out of the way. Mm-hmm. Put the defenses down. No one's here to hurt you. No one's putting a bullseye on you. Just listen. Reflect on it. Say, hey, I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to reflect on that and see if it actually is beneficial to you. Yeah. So. I, I love that you called out if somebody is courageous enough to have that conversation with you, whether mm -hmm. it's somebody that you're leading, whether it's a peer of yours, a leader, somebody not even in the situation. If someone is courageous enough to speak up and tell you, hey, this is how you can be better, that you should feel that they care for you, that mm -hmm. it's not an attack. And I think there are appropriate times for if you don't know how to respond to that or you don't feel right about it, it's okay to say, you know what, Mark, thank you for that feedback. Mm -hmm. I wanna finish this conversation or circle back to this or do you have time next week that I can ask questions to get a better understanding? I think those are completely okay, but it's just accepting and being receptive of, you know what, thank you for caring. Yep. Thank you for caring. Uh, and I, I think it's the part where people have the, well, they think I'm a weak leader. It's not about being weak. 
It's not about a missing link. It's about an opportunity to lift you up to do something more successful. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what I noticed too is, and I, I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but I'm just being real, is that don't, don't consistently piggyback off of someone else's comments. Yes. That drives yes. me up a lot. That drives me a <laughs> So a mutual uh, leader within our company once told me, gave me advice, and I've embraced it ever since, is the best thing I can ever tell you is do not piggyback. Don't say the same thing differently. If you're going to say something, make it known and make it impactful, but then let it go. Don't. Don't jump off of someone else's because one, you're gonna look like it's a pride thing, like mm-hmm. you know better than they do, or two, you're just you're literally saying the same thing with different words. Yeah. So I think it's great to recognize that someone has a good idea, mm-hmm. and I think that comes back to the collaboration and being open. But your ego doesn't need you to speak just to be heard. If you are a good leader, if you're doing what you need to do to be impactful for your teams, your peer teams, your organization, then that'll be recognized. And I'm, I will be the first one to say, if that is not recognized, you are in the wrong place. Yes. <laughs> if those things are not recognized, you called it out at the very beginning. Go find something else to do. Don't sit in a toxic place because of that. So to transition to the next piece is how do we recover from being a toxic leader? Those who may recognize, wow, I may have issues with these things. How do, how do you recover from that, in your opinion? So I think there's a few things that we can do. First off is just recognizing it and mm-hmm. being open to, hey, I need help. Um, and these are the mistakes that I've made. And if you're, if you can just be open, find one person, it's uncomfortable to say that you're wrong. It's uncomfortable mm-hmm. to say that you screwed up, right? right? For anybody. Yeah. But if you can find that one person, whether it's a peer, a leader, whoever it is, and just say, hey, this is where I need help. I want to, I want to grow in this area. I think that that's the first step for me anyways, of just, this sounds like a 12 step program, like right? Like the first step is just admitting <laughs> that you have a problem. <laughs> Help me to change the things I cannot. Yeah, exactly. But in all That's reality, true. if you can't acknowledge that you have made a mistake or mm-hmm. whatever we want to call it, how are you supposed to move forward? Right. And if you have made mistakes with your teams, you need to call it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of a time that it was very early in my leadership journey with our with our company and I had taken over the location that I started in. Mm-hmm. So my peer team was now reporting directly to me. Of course there were road bumps like crazy, right? Like of course there's going to be. And at one point I had to just pause and step back and we pulled everybody in for a meeting. I asked my leader to just sit back, listen, tell me what I need to do differently. But I pulled them all in. I said, listen, This is where I've messed up. I recognize this has created problems. How would you like to see it done differently? And I put it back on them to tell me what they needed that I was not giving them. Um, And again, this was where I got a lot of feedback. And some of it, it was a hard pill to swallow. Like, oh my gosh, my team just hates me. (laughs) (laughs) 
But in all reality, it built such a beautiful culture moving forward because they understood that I was going to be open and tell them, like, man, I messed up. Obviously, this is not going well. We're going to fix this together, though. Um, and from there, it was one of the highest performing teams I've ever had. Yeah, that's amazing. So it reminds me of a book called Extreme Ownership. Yes, I love that, that book. I do, so I do. I used that example and exercise <clears throat> with a, a team meeting I had and said, whose fault was this? Mm-hmm. And everyone started raising their hand. Well, it's my fault. No, not your fault. Next. And everyone did it. And whenever I spoke up and said, this is my fault. Yeah. Like, they were like, whoa. And I got a whole new level of respect from them. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing. But, yes, uh, if you have a chance to read that book, Extreme Ownership, it's so good. Amazing book. Um, I think the biggest piece, too, you know, we talk about that 12-step, but it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. But I think... The biggest piece is too is that if you can look and see there is math, there's a common denominator here. And everywhere I go, does it point back to me? Right. Then there's an issue that needs to be resolved. And I think that's the biggest piece that people need to understand. And I know that like people like you and others that we trust and respect, that if they were to come and say, Hey, I you've got to realize this x y and z you got to be open to it yeah you got to be open to it and i think that's the biggest part is listen be listening out for those key things listen out to the ones and it matters who you let influence you it matters who uh you let pour into you uh, because you don't want the the poisons to be seeped in and that's a big part too toxic leadership will pour in toxicity to you they just will Absolutely. I, I think of if you've got a glass of water mm-hmm. and you take a drop of food coloring yep. and drop it in there, it mm-hmm. changes the color. Just a little right? bit, right? Just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you put another couple drops in there, just little bits over time. If you Can't do one drop it. every week, by the end of the week, you're going to have red water. Yeah. Do you Do you really want that? And then the other thing that I would throw out there is how long does it take you? How much more water do you have to put in? to take away that color. So it's the same thing with toxic leadership, that it may be little bits here and here and over time, but then what does it take to dilute that and Mm -hmm. get you back to a healthy place within your team after you've had these little drops over time, right? It takes a whole heck of a lot more to get that diluted and back to where you're in a healthy space than it did to put those drops in to begin with. So I think it's all about I called out our self-monitoring and, you know, you said something, you need to pay attention and listen to the cues. Your team will tell you whether they say the words outwardly mm-hmm. or not, your teams will absolutely tell you. Are they pulling back? Are they being open with you? Are you able to share feedback with them? Are you able to implement changes without constant push yeah. and constant pushback? Mm-hmm. If those things are in place, you need to reflect on what you're doing as a leader. Yeah. And leadership is consistently being aware. And I think that's a big piece to point out. So not only the the negative toxicity, but the positive toxicity. Are you Mm -hmm. holding accountable when you do? Like you said, are they paying attention to that? So uh, that is our time. I think the biggest thing is, is again, I mean, thank you for joining us today. It has been a huge, huge honor for you to be here. Um, I know our listeners are, are grateful that you were a part of it. 
Um, the only thing that I, I would say is I got to make sure that I stay humble that if this is one of the largest episodes that I have to realize it's not about me. <laughs> and it's not become you, toxic. And not become toxic. Yes. Yeah, no. uh, but again, thank you. It, before we leave, is there any piece of advice that you would give to any potential leaders out there today? I would, uh, you called it out, stay humble and be open to feedback. Um, no matter how much you disagree with it, there will always be a drop of truth in that. And there will always be something that you can improve on. So just be open to continually growing, developing, and being nimble um, through your leadership journey. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it uh, straight from Amanda. Again, I want to thank you again for joining us on the call. All my sponsors, I appreciate you. Thank you for your continuous feedback and support. Um, if you do have any topics you would like us to discuss, remember it's beyond all measure 22 at gmail.com. And uh, keep on embracing the impossible with possibilities. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Beyond All Measure podcast. Join us next time as we continue to grow, develop, and overcome life's obstacles and questions by embracing the impossible with possibilities.